The Last Time I Smoked is an independent entertainment podcast intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes, and today's guest, Pat Cartelli. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Pat Cartelli. Is it Patrick? Uh, it, I mean, honestly, it depends who's talking to me. People that I know call me I'm Pat. I'm a serious religious person, so Ooh. it's Patrick. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please lead off with Saint. Yeah. <laughs> Saint Patrick, how was your afternoon in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a ghost, so <laughs> fine. The last time I smoked. 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 Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes. And today's guest is Pat Cartelli. Pat and I have been mutual acquaintances for the past two to three years now. I can't remember which Max Fun convention that I met Pat at, but in knowing him these past few years, I've realized we have so much in common. Uh, For example, podcasting. I have my uh, podcast, which you're currently listening to, and he co-hosts a podcast called The Repeater Show, which I was just offered a... Uh, interview on recently which was awesome so it was like uh you do my podcast i do your podcast <laughs> and it turned out really fun and um yeah and this conversation with us is just amazing it's it's so cool to like finally get to meet him a little bit longer in a more like you know friendship setting rather than you know conventions nice but it's like you got to meet so many people and run around and do things and meet other people and like you don't really really get to meet somebody and know like you know, why you guys are connecting so well uh, until you, you know, until you're not in that environment. So uh, he's decided that he would take an extra day or two and he visited my place to record this podcast with me and I can't thank him enough. Well, I'll probably thank him at the end like I always do. But but yeah, he's awesome. He's like one of the coolest people I uh, get to meet in, in, in his life. And it's Pat. Um, today we're doing a blue dream, uh, type of weed and you consent and say, okay, to smoke with me yes. for the show. Yep. Perfect. On the record. On the record. It's real. Oh um, my God. that's it's just the part that I cut out. Watch how you use it this time. It's like, <laughs> see, I've been real the whole time. See Dimitri. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to like explain each episode that he listens to because he's like, he knows too much about the show. So he's like, well, where were you guys at? What were you guys? Nothing about the topic, but everything else, like all the extremities of a podcast. Like, sure. what were you recording on? Like, <laughs> uh, I heard chainsaws in the back. Uh, well, thank you for coming to my show. Thank you for having me. Um, Pat is a podcast host and comedian and storyteller in uh, New York's uh, Queens. Yes. And also does graphic design and is just a myriad of an amazing creative person. Like, oh, yeah, thank you, just, thank you. Yeah, you're. He's one of the cool people that I've met at Max FunCon. That like every year he shows up. That I show up. I'm just all giddy. You know, yeah. like <laughs> I was so excited when I saw you. I don't know. I, I, I just I, I like seeing people that are like online that are doing things that are i find progressive and creative and then get to hang out with them that oh, is cool. like a really yeah, cool same. yeah, yeah. Same, i same. guess that's why we go to that thing yeah it's nice to be around people that are doing a thing you like right or doing a thing that intrigues you to some level and learning new things there's a uh, do you know zachary uh he has a he has shaved head his hair flips this way Maybe kind of my complexion wears glasses. Anyways, he is an engineer and I didn't know this, but he works for the space program now designing like thermometers for the engines that go into space. Yeah. I love that. That that you don't meet those people just at any convention. You know what I mean? Right. Like this is yeah. So I also love finding out about those jobs where you're like, Oh yeah, of course somebody does that. Do you get weirded out when people ask you what you do? No. Uh I don't get weirded out when I say like interface design, people get confused, I think. Because they don't like, know the word interface? I mean, yeah. Or like design. They're, they're like, yeah, like, you know, apps or whatever. And like, sure. But I find it easier to just say I'm a designer. I do web design. Uh, but like, I don't know. You can be so broad broad and like also too specific so i'm like i'm a designer i make things look nice right so 
So do you did you go to school for that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna Sorry, we're taking a moment for one quick Yes. Oh sorry, yes, I rolled them a little loose, but they're That is A okay. Too close to the mic. Sorry about that. Uh, this is the correct podcast for that to happen. And the <laughs> mic caught on fire. Woo! <laughs> Uh, and that's why I get a bottle of water <coughs> for that. <laughs> See, Pat's from a world that doesn't allow legalized marijuana right yeah. now. Not yet. I mean, you guys are on the cusp, right? I think, uh, decriminalized. Decriminalized. That's right. Which is, yeah. It's like saying, we don't hate you for doing it. But we don't like like you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, there's a lot of, like, uh, heavily political implications with that. Political implications? Well, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like New York's still coming out of, like... Oh, yeah. uh, We were just talking about that. Like, well, stop and frisk and, you know, the broken window policing and, you know, like, just a lot of, like, minor... (coughs) Excuse me. um, A lot of minor things to put people away and... You know, things are changing, and slowly, but they are. So, you know, we'll see. Slowly is correct. Yes. Yes. I just... It's so... It was so quick for them to turn around on so many other things, and then this is, like, the slowest progress that could possibly happen. Like, gay marriage, all of a sudden, everybody, da-da-da-da-da-da, like, one day, boom, it's everywhere. Like... (laughs) Not marijuana, because I think it's... Well, there's a lot of factors. I mean, people aren't... There's not... The research part is the part that bothers me the most. It's like, yeah, I can't cite a lot of scientific, educational, like, uh, intellectual uh, articles or anything, because there haven't been, because it's been yeah. a prohibi- you know, prohibited. And, and the, the I heard the weed that they do test is actually, you know, subpar to even, like, sketch weed you find, you know? Sure. like So it's, uh yeah... Mm. I can see the political implications. <laughs> yeah. Which is also like <clears throat> part of my, I don't think, I don't have an aversion to it. Um, but just like being in New York for for it, like as a. Recreational thing, or medicinal? Both, I think. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the medicinal aspects to like be able to speak on that, I think. Um, but like, you know, to in college, not my thing uh that's good and even now it's just like well like my history has been high school and then military so nothing you know like like clean whistle and then when i got to college here and there but never you know delve in um it only like when i got to la where it was like i didn't feel the stigma of being high as much so i did and it kind of helped me like I say with every interview, help me reflect on the things that, you know, were causing me mental anguish personally. You know, yeah, it's nothing yeah, yeah. It has. It's just all internal. Uh, that's why I really like to help me get over PTSD easier. Sure. Uh, I'm not I don't have a lot of anger issues. I know some vets have some like, you know, they get they get tight assed because <laughs> they come from a tight ass world. Yeah. So but I think weed is like a good and I've seen interviews of veterans from, you know, World War II, Vietnam, that say, yep, smoke every night before bed and no night terrors. Like, you know, that yeah, that yeah, alone should be enough to legalize, I feel, you know. But it, again, yeah, there's political implications of, especially like children, how close like even a store would be open near to yeah. high school and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of weird. But yet, no, nah, I don't want to make the correlation. But sure, yeah. sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like no, everybody makes exactly. that. Yeah, but no, I just, I feel like, again, I'm kind of conservative on it, I guess, but yet openly uh, appraise its uh, benefits. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, my first experiences with it were like either trying to fit in with people that weren't people I even would care to fit in with now uh, or like in college seeing somebody that like was like, oh, you should you should do this. So uh, so you're different, like heavily implying like in order to be better, here's the thing that you do, Um, which really weed. 
I'm, mean, a, I'm a pothead and I don't agree with that. <laughs> like, to I mean, be better is to... But that was what you were told, right? Is that what there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And not that I believed it, but also, like, I mean, the implications there are, oh, this is not a good person to be in my life. Right. Not like... So, I've come around to it, but also, like, it's... it's I've gr- yeah, I've grown. Yeah, and but it's also interesting because it's not a thing that, like... I mean... The nice part about it is it's not a thing that I feel like I need because I feel like once, yes, obvious statement. Once you hit that point where you're like, I need this to function. Oh yeah. Which alcohol does to people. That's the comparison. That was the (laughs) comparison. So I like, that's the thing. I was like, cause like I knew somebody that burned out real young and that freaked me out. Uh, But also like that was like a whole cocktail of like, Right, Other and I things. never know, like, Will, what is that story that's causing that person to feel so down? You know, what is the life experience that that person went through that's made them burn out in a way? I can't be, like, the substance is a symptom of, I think, greater challenge in somebody's life. Yeah. Because if you, like, I could say, oh, and I'm clean and I've knocked out all these things, but if I'm still feeling shitty, it wasn't those things. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, for me, yeah, I I didn't I don't drink as often as I used to, just because I know, yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, I I but I uh, growing up, I never saw like somebody who had a what do you call it, uh, like a burnout. I always not that I admired, but I always questioned and could, like, well, at any moment though, you could pick up those bootstraps, right? You know, it was always yeah. like you could do that, right? And I felt like sometimes you can, you know, no matter how derelict or like gone this, you know, soul is, I feel like it could be, weed could perk it back up. I feel not the alcohol, don't add the beer, but yeah, just again, back to the weed part. Yeah. I think it can get people back, uh, high spirits again, because for me, it's a self-reflective medication. Yeah. I can see how you can have a good time on it and be fun. But for me, it's like, uh. If I don't understand something or if I'm getting mad or confused, weed brings me down to a point that I'm able to focus on the thought, talk it out with myself or find, you know, Dimitri, my husband, uh, and get it out. And then it's like, oh, but without it, sometimes, yeah, I just let it circle and circle and I get mad and like upset Mm -hmm. uh, because I think it's just confusion. Yeah. And to be introduced to it, on a level of like you need to change yourself or like you know you need this to enjoy things which is the perspective that i was introduced to i don't need a prescription to party quoting maria bamford right i mean yeah and like there was some level of like that uh you know what was that drug campaign like uh which get high on life that sounds churchy right (laughs) (laughs) probably uh get high on life Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> um, I concur, Jesus, but I do it differently. <laughs> yeah, and like there is some level of me just like, well, I want to, I want control of my life, uh, and that felt like, again, from this individual's perspective, it felt like that was going to lead to no control. Wow. Um, which wrong, right? Incorrect. Uh, well, it depends on the person. Yes. Also, not a healthy relationship. Correct. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on from that, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. But I, it's hard to explain that to people. Yeah. Not that I like know everything or I have the answers, but like, I I just think my experience is uh, storied could you know help someone because I they helped me growing up. You know, it's yeah. like I had I heard the stories of like drug use in the worst fat just the worst trouble everything and now like the more educated I became and got into like different types of like drug art for instance like um um god who am I thinking of uh, who <laughs> I am blank this is the weed this is the weed not working with Landon um he's at the tip of my tongue Gonzo um Oh, uh, Hunter S. Hunter Thompson. Thompson. Like, just start. That's like a very basic co- sort of pop culture drug artist. You know yeah. what I mean? And seeing his work and then seeing Johnny Depp play him and then, like, the sort of writings he wrote about it was like, whoa, 
like where was this in the you know what i mean in all yeah. the culture of like drugs everywhere and i'm just talking about over you know very broad i'm not talking about marijuana I'm talking about other sure, stuff but sure. but uh like i didn't know that there could be a positive for you know a, something that was brought up to me very negatively you know that yeah. the weed was like the worst thing that could ever and i'm like god it helped me with so much thought processing yeah yeah, and yeah. uh, you know it cleared a clog in my brain it felt like do you remember that uh that other anti-drug commercial that was the woman frying an egg mm. and then like smashing up the kitchen whoa that's more recent i think that was the same commercial i had the one where it was just the, she the was brain up. brain on drugs yeah, yeah, yeah. any questions <laughs> all right well i don't know but maybe the I'm smashing one too. sounds hysterical it, oh yeah it's great but uh Here's how impressionable I am. Uh-oh. When I was a kid and she was frying that egg, uh, I thought that this is your brain on drugs meant that fried eggs were like a <laughs> drug. <laughs> this was also the same age that uh, we were on a school bus going somewhere and the, you know, sitting at the back of the bus, we could see the car behind us and it's like, you know, some high school kids or whatever. Uh, and I must have been in like fourth or fifth grade and I saw them drinking sodas. Oh, I was no. Like, oh, my God. They're drinking and driving. <gasps> they weren't. It oh, was just drinking, soda. The physical activity yes. of drinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was real dumb. <laughs> no. Probably, probably still am. No. I used to think I did. I used to question why uh, Disneyland on the video cassettes were spelt with a G. <laughs> what is that symbol that and i found it it's just the font for a large d for disney yeah but. that that took me long to be okay with the typography of that letter Ooh, or <laughs> oh do really yeah, oh, yeah totally yeah. oh and what about like the target symbol i never circle circle dot i don't get that i was like Whoa. yeah that's <laughs> what is it landon and all of a sudden because the, the dog's name was not target it was spot yeah. So that didn't help the question. Like, oh, it's like a spot. This is the spot. Here's the target spot. Oh, target. It's a target. Now yeah. I get it. I, uh, I have those dumb questioning I moments. I was out at a bar in Brooklyn uh, a couple months ago. I had gone to see a band play. Went to a bar after the show with a couple of my friends. You know, one of those nights where you're just like, cheap beer, everybody buys around. It's great. Uh, we're at this bar. It's like probably two in the morning at this point so the hour where nothing good starts to happen (laughs) and says who well okay (laughs) no keep going sorry i'm immediately about to be a hypocrite because (laughs) the best story happened uh (laughs) because i was sitting at the bar or at this table at this bar and i realized behind the counter they had the dog that was the spokesperson for budweiser the spokesperson the spokes dog spokes mckenzie yeah so here's the thing I didn't remember the name and I said that just like at like regular volume and this woman at the table next to me gets up from her date and goes, who the fuck just said they don't? And I was like, I had the dumbest grin on my face because I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) And she's screaming at me. She's like, you're disrespecting Spuds McKenzie. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't remember the dog's name. And she goes, no, the dog she clarify it will come as a surprise to nobody she was wasted uh, <laughs> and not y- on weed <laughs> yeah, it was right <laughs> but it was amazing because she was so mad at me right. and like it got really philosophical like we ended up talking about like the divine energy and i it which was Oh my God! Right up my wheelhouse because I was like, <laughs> "Let's was like, go, sister!" Like, let's please break out like the crystals and like, I I had sage in my back pocket. I lit a flame. <laughs> but so what ended up happening was she uh, uh, was yelling at me, and I was super into it. So I just like kept goading her on a little bit, not like in a mean way, but I was like, "Please explain to me your infatuation with this ceramic dog," and. It got to the point where she was like, "Well, are you going to apologize?" And I for so, what? So I apologized to her for what? And then she goes, "No, no, no, not to me, to Spuds." And I went, "Huh?" And she goes, "I'll be right back." And goes up to the bar, and I turn and I look at her boyfriend who's sitting there, and he just looked like like this was not an infrequent experience. Ew. <laughs> 
And Ew. She, but she had gone up to the bar to ask the bartender for the dog to bring over to me to apologize. And the bartender was just like, what? No, drunk well, lady. No, she goes, <laughs> she goes, sorry, what? And she explained <laughs> it again. She's like, she didn't even say no. She just like shook her head. Uber this woman home. <laughs> that's what I would have said. Oh man, it was wow. It was a lot, dude. So that's like how people like, ooh, like the the the, the nostalgic memories. At what point? And it's so funny that that one landed on her, which is the Budweiser dog mascot right. that she was so sad. Because I think people do hold those weird things close to them, you right. know, and like, but no. <laughs> at the same time. Absolutely not. What was that? I just heard Ugh. recently, like, uh, when it comes to, like, storytelling, um, <laughs> like, what's interesting to you, you got to, like, take a second and think about what's interesting to everybody else. Wow. And right, exactly. Really, And really the only reason I was so interested in that conversation was because I was like, why are you so mad? Where is this coming from? Remember... Uh, oh wait, that was the other podcast. Uh, he's uh, uh, Pat's also got another podcast called Repeater, and I was just reminding him of uh, we had been kind of covering this before the uh, in the previous podcast. Oh yeah, Sorry. yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, crazy. Yeah, just that idea of like wh- why why is that the thing that made you mad? Because it's all them. It's inside them. Like it yes. has nothing to do with you, Bubba. Like remember that. Sp- oh, that's what I meant to Spud's, say. Yeah, Spud's McKenzie, Spud's McKenzie is, is in you. The, in you. <laughs> Oh, weird. <laughs> as much as you don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah, like the inner commercial product that the human being in America is, in a sense, yeah. is like, yeah, symbols mean something. And I absolutely, in the last few years, will not buy like a shirt that has like any logo specifically on it or yeah. Like shoes, for instance, are the hardest thing to find without a logo, you know? Yeah. And I went to Aldo. It's just so generic. I was like, they're cute, but no. Um, <laughs> and then I went to, and I found these Wonder Woman Converse. And I'm like, oh, perfect. That's in my... Oh, those are great. That's in my wheelhouse because I love Converse. I'll shout out yeah. all day, even though they're owned by Nike. Um, I love, and I love that the, the promote, like the design logo is promoting something other than buy this thing. Yeah. It's like me wearing Wonder Woman shoes of Converse, like... The layers of what that symbolism is, I feel, uh, should be read by everyone. And if they don't, then, yeah, you're going to see them wearing, like, it, I don't know, like, oh, look at my Marc Jacobs back. It's just yeah. whatever your thing is. But, you know, I it says something about you. And, uh, uh, yeah, logos are, like, yeah. innate in people. I like, went, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, I took I, a long way around. I, I got into design because, like, Oh, yeah. Honestly, because of Star Wars. Because, like, hell yeah, that movie's beautiful. Uh, Dimitri's going to love you. <laughs> finally. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, it runs in my family, and that's great. But advertising was always a thing that I was like, eh, not, not my thing. Um, but... Because there's something there that's so blatantly obvious yeah that you can't get around yeah and like i don't feel like yeah the only i'll be a hypocrite again i don't like the side of it where you're like you're tricking somebody into something but also that's why i try to make my show posters look really nice because i want people to come to my show this is where people feel bad when they talk about their employment it's like we're lucky because we're kind of in the creative field but other people hate saying where they work they hate it and i'm like Man, that's like half of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And so this year I went with uh, my friend Evan and... Uh, There's that Evan. Evan from the other podcast. And my friend Christina Cola, who's an amazing comedian, and Matt Radlow, who's an improviser in New York. Yellow card for name drop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Excessive name drop, sorry. <laughs> I can keep going. Uh and uh, we went to this music festival called Fest. It's in Gainesville, Florida. I've heard of it, yes. It's a three-day punk festival, and which was it was basically Max Funcom, but for punk music, oh. punk and indie. Who played? Uh, I would. Let me think. Who did you see? Big D and the Kids Table. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else played this year? Dillinger Four, uh, the Men Menzingers. I always have. 
AJJ and Roswell Kid did a Tom Petty cover set that was incredible. It was so good. But uh, point being... Red card for excessive name dropping. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I have to leave the yeah, show? Into the penalty box. <laughs> uh, Brad Fest in Gainesville. I My family's in Panama City right now. That's why I'm kind of like freaking out that you made it out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was great. Nice. Um... <coughs> I like punk. I like punk a lot. I went to Real Big Fish. I've seen... Oh, that's Ska. Uh, who did I see that... Uh, I saw somebody at the house of... Uh, was it 311? No, that's also not right. <laughs> um, I went and saw a band play and uh, got into the mosh pit in the middle. Nice. And f- glasses <laughs> flinged off. Oh, Maxie, she brought me. A girlfriend, a friend of mine from work back in the day. Yeah. Uh, she brought me to this concert. And my boyfriend at the time was totally into the band. So, And he's very mosh pity. And I tried it. And I was like, once my jaw got clocked the first time, <laughs> uh, I was out. But as I was trying to go out, when I got my jaw <laughs> clocked the second time, I was definitely, I think, at the stratosphere. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. almost out. <laughs> and I survived. Uh, and my, yeah. and somebody was actually really sweet enough when I first one, my not, my glasses got knocked off, but some dude fucking tatted to hell, faced everything, brought me my glasses back, swinked at me and went back into the yeah. shit. It was so fun. Uh, but That's- I can't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I enjoy a good mosh pit. I've been in some bad ones where it's just like, people suck. Um, But if you're at a good show with a good band... Was Fest a good show? Oh my god. Everybody was the sweetest. Like, I lost my shoe during one of the mosh pits. And like, but also it was fine because everybody was like, hey man, here's your shoe. Uh, Do you see that there are people who are more experienced in the mosh pit as well? Like, that guy, for instance, I feel like, this is his jam. Like yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. sort of an overseer secretly. Yeah, and like, you know, if you're on the edges, people will like make a little bit of a barrier. So like, if somebody gets thrown into the side, everybody's okay. Yeah. Uh, if somebody, you know, and like unwritten rule, like sort yeah, of thing. And, like, yeah, it is. And, oh, like, and it's, it's this like nice looking etiquette. out for each other. That's it. Yeah, because if somebody's crowd surfing and they fall, like let's everybody just back. We up. all know what that feels like. I mean, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, I mean, like, it's also very cathartic in that you're just getting out all this energy. Uh, but I was there, and so many people had, like, their denim jackets yes. that were just covered in patches. And, like... Bands and stuff? Yeah, or just and things? I went home, because I had a jean jacket with me, but, like, no patches on it. I went home, immediately got it embroidered, have, like, a couple of, like, patches that don't seem like me on it, which is great, because, like... Why not just outwardly project these things? Exactly. The, the, yeah, the imagery. It shows something. Yes. It says, it says something. Oh. Yeah. Cause I got, I went in to the shop that's in Queens uh, called the Stonework. I highly recommend it. Uh, and Anna, one of the owners, was like, you know, she was embroidering a jacket while I was there. She was like, you should just do it. Just like whatever you're feeling in this moment, which is what I've heard about tattoos. Uh, I don't have any. Me neither. But that's the excuse I've heard for tattoos that has made me think about getting one. And my whole family's tatted. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, unique. I know. Uh, Yeah. And road less traveled. (laughs) So like, shoot, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's just, whatever. It'll be great. And, uh, so I got a skull uh, tattooed, embroidered onto the back of my jacket. (sighs) And it has like a gold tooth and like <laughs> I have this like pessimist union on there. I have uh I just got this new black on black patch that says see you in hell. Uh I have this pink patch that has switchblades on it, but there's hearts on the knives. I I just I went all out. You also, did it right, it sounds like I want to see a picture of this masterpiece. Oh yeah, it's, it's my favorite. Or you, when I come to New York, you show me. You wear yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, does you wear it ever? Do you wear it everywhere? Not everywhere. It depends where I go because I think there's still a level of me being self-conscious about it. <laughs> but like, 
<laughs> like I almost wore it out here, but I was like, I don't know if I want to wear that through the airport. <laughs> oh no, me! I challenge them all the time. Like I'm like I wear my vet cap, which I this, I have an L.A. Dodgers um, cap that's in marine yeah. camouflage, uh, with on the side that says AF Iraq vet, uh, Air Force Iraq yeah. vet, and uh, the the. I like the camo color because I got a friend in the Marine. I got a lot of friends still in the military. Sure, and like, sure. Uh, the one currently deployed is a Marine. So that's why I have the Marine color. Uh, and I'll wear it to like games and stuff, but it's hard to like, I'll try to wear it out sometimes. And I, I, I push myself. Even that little bit is like a lot to me. You know, yeah. it's, I feel like is giving a lot of story to the world openly. Whereas like a lot of us sort of like, my mom used to tell me, this is the best compliment I got in my life. Landon, you're so retail. You look so good, you know, in retail. Like I get it. I, yeah, I have the yeah. form for that and that's it. But it's safe and it's not, I don't, it's not me. It's not fun. It's not what I want to put out there. You know, I want to like say something all the time, but even if I'm not talking. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. I think maybe some part of it, like there's definitely anxiety where I'm just like, I don't, I'm not going to wear that to work. Right. I could, I could, and nobody would care. No, like, they would, and they would like you more. <laughs> They're like, dude, he's true. the coolest one that here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get you get along with everybody at work. Yeah, yeah, it's a real cool office. Oh, nice. Are you uh, like in a startup, or is it like a bigger? Club? No, so uh, the company's been around for a long time. Nice. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but it's like in Midtown Manhattan. Oh, that's beautiful. too much. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're. That's where you go to make it. I mean, that's the big city, sure. isn't it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> really? I mean, uh, I think that's my own opinions on like. Yeah, me too. The grassroots sort of idea is my thing. Yeah, but like, it's real hard to feel like this is the life I want to live when uh, I walk into a, like a deli for lunch, and it's all the same guy in the same blue shirt with white banker collars. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, no, I find that trajectory un uh, unliking. <laughs> yeah, like if you're ordering a sandwich and you have a Bluetooth out and you're looking at your phone. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Lame. Lame. I don't. I, yeah, I hide my headphones right before yeah. I walk in. I take my hat off. I'm like I'm as plain Jane as I could possibly be without like, because yeah, service is tough to work with people. Yeah. They're so unaware. Yeah. And you feel bad. And then they see you unknowing that fact, you know, and then I sure. Yeah. But then they I don't know. I find a lot of like confidence in that, too, where I can go to like any coffee shop or McDonald's or whatever in the world. And like we have an understanding and it's like a transaction. It's sweet. And it's not you know what I mean? There's like that uh, just ability to be courteous. Yeah. To the service people. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice to people. Tip. <laughs> Tip. Well, nobody got rich not tipping well. Yeah. We, uh, I'm sure there's one dude who's like, no, nope, yeah. never tipped, and I'm a millionaire. Like, I'm sure there's that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, if if you're listening to this show, <laughs> yeah, there's a. Uh, I worked this job in high school. That I was serving food, it was, and you could tell who earned their money, and who were like in it already. And what, wait, wait, wait! Describe in it, like just family wise or like you know married into it oh however. well off yeah 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 yeah. and uh you could just tell and it was by how they treated people Oof. and it, that was real weird um good learning experience but this one guy who is the great the great the greatest the greatest member one guy came by and was like hey like if you just want to take the jag out for a spin by all means, go for it. And I was like, oh, ho, ho, you're so funny. <laughs> but he actually was, means that. Yeah. So I got to drive around like a $90,000 car. Well, that's, you know, that's like the opposite of the original idea of a rich person or a well-off person. Because yeah. that's actually like, when people trust me like that, that do are well-off, it, it actually is inspiring. Like, to me. Because I'm not. Oh, yeah. You know? and You're I, not I inspiring? Think, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> well off you know like, <laughs> in like that sort of are brought up so that what way. are these piles of money yeah. <laughs> what's the dollar sign bags <laughs> um yeah i i think that's so but but yeah it's like this balancing act is like 
do I want to be wealthy? Is that the goal? Is that the is that what I'm after? Yeah. Just be stupid rich and just be able to be like, hey, take the jag out. It's on. Right. Me. Like, it's a nice feeling to realize, like, oh, success doesn't mean cash flow. I mean, yes, money's great. I like having a place to live. Yes. But, like, to deem it as, like, the uh, signal for success seems like a bad idea. But I feel like that's the current power right now. I that's mean, it the is. image of the current power. Yeah. Is that like, not right? No, I think it is. Because yeah. it's like the American dream. Like, come here, bake an apple pie, get a house, get a job. It works, though. Apple I could pies. open a t-shirt shop. Sh- I could open, like, I think I can. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Again, I think that's just my privilege coming out that I'm so... Uh, my ability to be able to just open a business and just put it on for like the bank that day and then just focus on a business plan and then go in with a workflow ready to just dive into my own business. Yeah. I'm lucky that I have that, but a lot of people don't. And that's what's sickening about the current executives at, at helm right now. Yeah. That I feel that's again, my opinion. (laughs) No, I agree. I definitely agree. Cause like, while I think the idea of the American dream, like in the original form, is no longer, like it definitely exists, but everybody's doing their own thing in such different ways now. Explain. Like, you know, the idea of moving into a house, buying, having one. a car. Yeah, well, yes, buying. And that, like, that's already the difference. <sighs> Just to have my first thought be like, well, I mean, you'd rent, right? I rent. Uh, yeah. I've always rented in LA. I've never thought about buying here. Yeah. Because I'm not that wealthy success. I thought about buying once because I was like, I mean, maybe this is a thing I do now. Because uh, also I was about to turn 30. So I was just like, I don't know. Uh, and I looked and laughed and shut my computer because I was like, nah, that was that was fun. I don't want to be a landlord. That's not my goal in life. Yeah. You know? And then like owning a property, your maintenance maintaining the walls you know and everything in between them like that is like that is a new responsibility on and if you're not ready for it don't take it up just because you need shelter you know what i mean don't be afraid to rent you know what i mean like but at the same time it's like i guess yeah when you get to a certain age you start to think well maybe i should just at least buy a condo then because if i can maintain a condo and like buy into like a a neighborhood and like help support that neighborhood's well-being i think that's why like you know why hipsters come into like gentrify neighborhoods is because there's a business opportunity there. Yeah. It's to, you know, bring a sense of a uh, new imagination or something or a new sense of like, you know, inspiration. Yeah. Sure. There's negative aspects to it, but there's so many worse things in the world. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I like to use my money to like buy local as much as I can. Cause like, <clears throat> you know, I work by like a bunch of like big name clothing stores that I could just go to cause they're right across the street from where I work. Uh, and you know, the thing that finally put an end to that was like, they had stolen enough designs from like people in the design world that like were not that it's any different that it's somebody close to me, but like it is different because somebody's close to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, I like that person. Right. Why are you doing that? Um, because you hold that issue higher than others. Yeah, I mean, it's also a lot easier to to relate to somebody you know. Than sure, yeah. Just the concept of oh, this design was stolen. Um, <laughs> right. And but I started like like I can't afford to buy in New York. Right. But what I can do is go down to the stonework on Dittmar's Boulevard in Queens and shout say, out. Name drop number three. <laughs> uh, and just say, hey, will you embroider a skull on the back of my jacket? And like, you know, that didn't cost too much. Was was great. But like, it's also, I'm supporting somebody that I like doing their thing. Uh, and you made it your own. And I made it my own. Yeah. The skull looks just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick is very handsome. That's a very handsome skull. <laughs> that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me <laughs> um yeah i just yeah i i didn't realize that i mean i i did so well in retail i did so well in commercial i did i yeah. i test well with everyone you know <laughs> <laughs> like and it's such a gross thing to like 
try to make money off of. And that's yeah. the same boat. It's like I've 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 paid for marketing one time on Facebook for the Pride Festival I did only because I wanted more people there for all the other comedians that were there. It's like we had three minutes each. We fucking nailed everyone. Nice. So I love those nights. It's just like everybody's so cool and like. Yeah, everyone could have gotten a standing ovation. Like it was such a positive evening, and I met so many like queer comedians and like allies and people that I never imagined would even like show up. And like local officials signed a declaration to the event. And like, and the guy who's running this is just a just a dude who's yeah. trying to do comedy too, and he's running this great like network of comedian shows. And like, and I started submitting to more festivals because of it. That's awesome. Yeah. So like. <sighs> It's always so nice. Like find yeah, find your brand, I guess. Find who you want to support. Yeah, and like that's the thing that took me a while to get to, which is just like you just do the thing cuz it's scary. It is. It's so scary. <sighs> but like also once you do it, you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great." And then when it's not great, you're like, "This, this is terrible, but I will I know I'll feel great eventually." What does it feel like when you release one of your podcasts? How how it, how much energy does it take to complete an episode, upload it, title it, everything, and then be done with another episode? Honestly, like the process of putting it together is it's a lot because like so I do my show live. Uh, we do it in front of an audience for the most part, and so that means like a month of booking a guest, finding a musical act. Uh, promotion and that takes a lot and like so at the current point in time our next guest is adam wade who i'm very excited uh you're going into the penalty box (laughs) (laughs) after this episode you may not see pat no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) i I think this cable will reach to the bathroom so i can just go stand in there get some reverb on my voice um but yeah it's like tough and then I used to get nervous before the show, but now it's like I'm there and our, you know, we do the intro and hop up on stage and that's like the most fun part to me. Uh, And then that sort of wades a little bit when we get back into let's find new people. And then, yeah, like the day that I can put it out there is like, cool, because we usually do it to about 20, 30 people, which is great. And, but it's, it's just like this really nice kind of light feeling of joy when I hit, you know, see it pop up in iTunes and I can t- like share it with people that don't live anywhere near me. I can say like, you know, here's this thing I'm doing. Uh, it's um, for me, I, I've like to this. I just don't like to work <laughs> and I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Yeah. And yeah, it takes it out of me. And I've even said it in previous episodes. Like I've said it in one of the openings. I was just like, uh, he's like, so what do you think about this? Like a guest was like, what do you think about this podcast? How fun is it? And I'm like, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> what a creative, like, like mind fuck, you know, of like, what am I saying? Am I saying it? Okay. Is the premise right? Am I, am I theming it out? Or should I just like let all that go land in? And just do the job. Yeah. And that's yeah. Don't overthink it. You know, and that's that's how I get through it. But yeah, the anxiety I get, it gets rough. Like, that's why I'm only able to get them out about a month at a time because I got to let them sit for a minute. I'm, I'm reeling in my head what I was talking about, trying yeah. to find the story a bit, trying to find better pieces to bring in. You know, it feels almost like film editing. It really does. It feels yeah. like I'm. It's, oh, right. Because you heavily edit. Yeah, I did at a time. Because. Yeah, we don't. And there is some sort of freedom in that. Like, like, well, this is going out. I think, well, for me, it's more of like the, like, just because I am doing a podcast about something that apparently is very sensitive to people, which is the weed aspect mm-hmm. of what are we talking about while smoking is not, is a concept nobody's really, you know, getting dug with high is a great web series and podcasts but it's a different thing sure it's being it's like it's not talking at it directly whereas mine is more interviewee kind of you know what i mean more yeah trying to see if you can get a real like story or like a piece of heart from somebody mm-hmm. while anxious and high and sort of like you know very uncomfortable and mind either is stopped or going a mile a minute um i like that sort of uh yeah yeah yeah, uh, 
sorry, that's the, that's the part of the aspect of podcasting I do like. You know, there's like well, yeah, the heavier like topics rather than uh, or getting into people's uh, psyche a little bit more and like trying to figure yeah. out like yeah, because there's all... what, like if you're doing at least for me, like in doing a creative thing, it's like well, yeah, I mean, if I want this to be done well, I have to put the work into it. And I think a big motivator is like, yeah, the fun part is when other people can hear it. So it either means on stage or when it's released. And that on stage, man, the kind of experience you're getting from that, that's oh, huge. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's so much fun. <sighs> and like, honestly, like it helped me get over like, you know, what if I say something stupid? If I say something stupid, people will laugh and that's fine. Uh... So that's that's like been a big thing, but like the work in between, it's hard. It's a lot. But once I get to that point, like my little checkpoints from like a show's coming out or we're having a show or whatever, then it's like, okay, right, right, right. I'm doing all of that other stuff so that we can sort of build this up. Ugh. Yes, exactly. But yes, why don't people understand that all the time? <laughs> like they, they, well, they sort of... Well, like there's so much stuff that's just like... Uh, happening behind the scenes well I mean there's like so many different examples of it but like uh, it's so easy to compare yourself to like a thing that's done right? and say like well how come you know how come my podcast isn't like Marin's podcast it's like well because he's had years and he's been putting the work in we're like and just, he's Marin and he's Marin but like you know that I like it's like anybody's best work you don't see like the hours and hours and hours that went into it you just got that one little burst of here's the good thing right and not like you know whatever issue yeah (laughs) so like here's the condensed everything yeah and i think people just want to skip over the work to get to the thing yeah you're preaching to the choir (laughs) (laughs) but i'm getting better at it like being good at like not being a lazy bum you know not not giving in to you say from your couch as i say from my couch (laughs) high as hell Uh, yeah as a hypocrite (laughs) um yeah well that's a thing too it's like yeah well when i'm not doing this you can't imagine the things i'm getting you know what i mean like sure sure and i don't know if i'm supposed to be putting that on instagram and like or what it's like should everybody be knowing that like I'm constantly editing short films or I'm like AD or like I, cause everybody thinks I don't do anything, but yeah. I'm like stand up is like one eighth of my day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like that's why well, all these other comedians and stuff that I've realized have, have specials and shows and everything is because they're working on all of the things all the time and they're putting a little bit here and a little bit here. And mm-hmm. then finally a project gets done, it's released and then they're still you know, four other ones in their backlog. That's yeah. what I'm finding out. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Cause like, uh, again, it's like so easy to just see people with the final result and not realize like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were probably doing this, this and this at the same time. Yes. Uh, well I didn't, I just judged. I thought everybody was just a bum. <laughs> 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 that's why I, that's my inner monologue. Yeah. Yeah. Get up your bum. <laughs> you know, like sharing on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. And, uh, I got rid of my Twitter. You did. It made me feel negative and unhappy. I'm sorry. I didn't notice. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it does that for me too, but you know, it's like how you use it. Like sometimes I see people that like, I don't use alcohol well. So I put that aside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, not to correlate. <laughs> right, right, because right. Because I think ideas are great. And I think if you can surmise an idea in 160 characters that, you know, really is impactful, like, yeah, did good job for the day. Well, yeah. You but don't like, have to do anything now. No, I'm y- kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, but like I, I get in my own head about like how much I post about certain things. And, you know, I went for a while where I was like, I'm going to be real sassy on Facebook about the election. Uh, and then I got really tired of being putting my effort into Facebook and not like something else. Uh, Facebook is turning into just like a phone book to me. Like one of those like 1920s party lines where like, and Twitter's like that too, where it's just like you pick up the phone and it's like a bunch of chatty people. It's like, Ooh, who's doing who? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that makes like when it comes to sharing pictures of things I'm doing, it's like, uh, 
I get very like self-conscious about like, am I doing this for myself or because I want other people to know? Uh, so for that answer, I've actually thought of that question and answered it for myself for Instagram specifically. I want people to see how good, what a good time I'm having. Yeah, and it's like yeah. legitimate. And like when I say something like wish you were here, every person that's following me, God, I hope you're a good person. Cause I wish you were here with me yeah. cause you're following me. Like, yes, I, I genuinely mean that. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope I, I fill a pie chart in your mind of someone that, you know, is good, you know, in that pie chart of people of, you know, how, you know, I hope I have a sliver there for you yeah, 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 or yeah. from you and you have one for me. That's yeah, my, my Instagram. Yeah. My Instagram. Cause there's I, so many people who don't do any social media. Yeah. Like that's how afraid they are. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I just, I honestly, I like, I kind of like the screaming into the void aspect yeah. where like there's part of, I don't care. I do care, but I don't, you know, uh, life is short. It's electronics. It's just, yeah, it's whatever. It's look at, look at who's in charge and tweeting the shit that's being tweeted. Like you're nothing. You're, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. You Come tweet, on, yeah. Jack Dorsey. Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, fuck Twitter. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But like, uh, like my Instagram sort of turned into this thing where like, I don't really, I don't post pictures of people or like people that I know. That sounds creepy. Uh, I do a lot of street photography or like just like things that I find interesting. And so like, that's how I've been putting myself out there on Instagram. Cause I'm like, and how fun is New York for street photography? Oh, it's great. And cause like you see a new logo or you see just, I've lived in New York my whole life and I'm still finding streets that I've never walked down. Um, profound statement. Right. Wow. Uh, or they've just changed enough that I forgot. I love going to New York and finding those little gardens in between nothing. Oh, yeah. Like building, building, yeah. building. All yeah. of a sudden, like, secret hideout. Like it's And I think that's why I like taking <sighs> like abstract pictures or pictures of just like any version of New York. Because like, you know, I work by the Empire State Building and, you you know, like it's a beautiful building. But like I see the same, like I see a different person in the same spot taking the same picture every day, which is trippy and weird but also like i mean i get it it's a good picture but that picture exists uh all over and so to like keep your eyes open and just like sort of turn down a corner and go oh cool check out this neon sign that i just found uh yeah i love that we were in hudson new york for a wedding recently Uh um for a friend of dimitri's that he went to college with and it was like just Main Street, USA, and it was so beautiful. I just, my mind was exploding with film ideas. I'm like, I want to film on, you know what I mean? Like, you don't see this. This yeah. is nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, it like you, you, you're, you're, you're just filled with inspiration at yeah. the moment. Do you get that thing like where you see a setting and like think about like the panning shot or like how the shot would work? I, you, if you ever see me in public, I'll close one eye. I know <laughs> people think I'm weirdo, but I'll close one eye to set a shot. I'll set, yeah. I'll, I'll put a, like a 50 mil, like your eye is around 50 millimeter lens, I think. Uh-huh. If, 35 to 50. Yeah. Uh, I have astigmatism. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so when I do, I'll, I'll like, I'll see what I'm seeing and how to like frame it up in thirds and without doing the like the cliche head, fingers. Yeah. I'm really good at like, yeah. And, Going back to your main point of people taking the picture from the balcony, I yeah, I think the same thing is the same picture, but also it's like the sky will never look like this ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It will only like it'll similar, yeah. but it will. Ne- this is that that second in the future, yeah. like, and it's kind of epic that your city holds one of those epic places. That it's like it's art over time. Oh yes. Uh which is like a corny way of saying it. But yeah, like the clouds are always going to be different unless you get like a consistent gray sky. Then maybe But <laughs> I take, I take pictures from my back porch all the time yeah. just cause it's like, I haven't seen this cloud formation yet. It's just <laughs> epic. And the sun setting over the Hollywood side. It's like, Oh God, I can't believe I get to live here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a real nice view. I like it a lot. Oh yeah. I'm blessed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, I have a view Humble brag. I have a view of Manhattan. Ooh, uh, two points. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry. I was such a good yes. show. Sorry. I'm yeah. Coming out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like, same thing. It's like a sunset picture. But to me, it's like a, I don't know, it's perspective. Um, 
And but yeah, then it's like, you know, what's the purpose of sharing and what does that do? And like, I mean, for me, it's partially just like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't think of it as like this philosophical thing. I'm just like, here's a thing I saw that I think is cool. Right. Letting go of the trying to have so much control over it. Yeah. And like, I would love if other people like it. Like, That's my favorite. Yeah. Like, please get my name out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love me. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it helps me focus on like what's actually important to me. And like, uh, I don't know, just like if I don't do something creative, I know that I start like closing up. I'm like, I feel gross. I don't like any of this. It feels like you're keeping it inside. Yeah. That's what this podcast feels like to me sometimes. It's like I'll get antsy uh, or open mics. I'll get antsy to do an open mic because I had an experience that I have got to say out loud to make sure I didn't perceive it incorrectly Ooh, yeah you know and like that's so, what helps to me so, yeah <laughs> so i know that i have grown as a comedian because <clears throat> i went a couple weeks ago to go see mastodon play which is you know heavy metal uh i went because the lineup was weird and great a band that i truly love called russian circles were headline or not headlining they were opening i've only ever seen them headline they're this cool like instrumental rock so like like explosions in the sky the band that did the soundtrack to uh football uh, friday night lights Lights. football night football game show (laughs) (laughs) uh they're like that but like turn up the fuzz and distortion and then like eagles of death metal and you know mastodon closed it out and so we were at carnegie not carnegie that's wrong uh (laughs) hammerstein which is also a beautiful theater and uh my friend had come back and he had brought me a beer and i was like cool awesome gonna watch this band it'll be cool um and so i got up and was like all right before they go on i'm gonna use the restroom we're also on the balcony so it's very steep so i was like i'll just take it with me this happens at shows it's fine i go in do my business go up to the uh the sink and just like looked over my left shoulder and out I could see across the street a different building and I could see the silhouette of a woman just like standing there at the same level. And like I kind of had it in my head. I was like, I wonder if she can see in here. Like I wonder if this person knows that this is a bathroom. And like, you know, the angle of the door and whatever wouldn't have permitted any sort of like super creepiness. Uh, But that was the thought going through my head. (laughs) (laughs) And... I pick up my beer. You don't want to be perceived as a creep in this world. Yes. Right. <laughs> and so I pick up my beer and I go over to the, uh, the hand dryer. I have a beer in my left hand and I put my right hand under. And it's one of those uh, hand dryers that like makes your skin move. It like blows so hard yeah, that your hand uh-huh. moves. And so I do that and I go, okay, now my left hand. And I'm still thinking about the person across the way. And I switch my hands and the beer goes, right under the airstream <laughs> and it just goes boom and then there's silence and i looked i'm just i'm covered in bud light i am <laughs> covered in bud light and i look i do one of these i just look down oh, no. look up and piece it together <laughs> and like i will clarify I was on, like, drink two or three of that night. Like, I was fine. Uh, Says the guy who had two or three. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was perfect. I I swear. Uh, And I look down and I look up. And I turn around to see who I'd seen. (laughs) And this guy behind me is standing there. And, like, somebody at the urinal, like, turned around and, like, just stopped caring. And this guy, he sees me and he goes... He looks me up and down. He goes, hey, man, you okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like wiping beer foam out of my beard. I feel like I had just been through a rainstorm. Like that's how soaked my shirt was. And so here's how I know that I'm growing as a comedian. Because I was mortified for a split second and immediately went, Oh my God, I can't wait to tell everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, 
So what? So oh god! So did you? Oh, did you like try to bathe in the sink right after? <laughs> like, no, I I just walked <laughs> out. I was like, if I'm gonna smell like beer, I'm gonna smell like beer. Ugh, where were you at one more time? What was the Hammerstein? What is that? Oh, the it's the, like the, a Hammerstein the ballroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're in a ball. <laughs> well, he's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, good good place to actually. You're right. Good place to yeah. be just smammered with beer. <laughs> yeah, at a really kind of fancy ballroom. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with the with the heavy metalness of it all, yeah, yeah, you, you won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Cartelli, uh, heavy metal guy, Hardcore. New York. <laughs> yeah. Do you think marijuana should be legalized? Yes or no? Uh, all out, all right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, like. <clears throat> I think at least I think the best way I can put it is like, you know, drinking does a lot of harm. And like, why do people make that correlation all the time? Well, cause I think it's probably like the thing that feels the most equal, right? The fear. I, let me gather my thoughts because drinking is in a way a risque, like taboo thing that we're allowed to do. Right. And it, the, at points, you know, it wasn't allowed and it still was happening. Um, and, you know, at least in my opinion, or at least the reason that I bring it up as a correlation is, you know, uh, people see marijuana and think all those scary things. And, you know, like it's the fault of like education and whatever. Um, oh, I think it's just the fault of overreaction. Well, right. And so what I, I I think the reason I bring use that as a comparison is like, okay, so you're okay with this one thing. Right. And you're not okay with this. Or maybe you're not okay with either. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like banning it doesn't seem like the right option. Like right. it's just you know, it's And it sounds it sounds silly to defend, right? Yeah. In a sense, like you feel like I feel like my parents, my grandparents, you know, the settlers like you know i just i think everybody had been into it at the time i literally everybody like it's because it is so do you think it's like and from the earth yeah but do you think do you think that people aren't as open to it because they were essentially just because of the laws that were put in place laws are i mean even says in the bible to follow man's law yeah like that quotation alone is enough that yeah a law has a lot of presence on someone's mind i mean i get scared as the this administration continues on to run the podcast like i do because of the facts that it's federally they don't like it still and they're not showing any movement i mean yeah the there have been progressions but it's it's drip by drip you know it's like inch by inch yeah i don't know i I act like it's all like big time, but it's not that bad. (laughs) Sir, sure. Like some pot clinics get shut down and you know, it's probably because they weren't on the up and up in the first place. Like there's, there's a lot that goes into that. And like we do have a lot to figure out and why not ask the questions now before, you know what? I'm not a scientist. You know, there's a lot of factors and like, I can play in the fear-based facts or I could play in the, the more progressive facts. Mm -hmm. And I like to be more optimistic. And I think, I think the stigma's dying, but it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. And like, it's not like I can go into a job tomorrow and see, I'm ready to be management. Yeah. I am. But if with my, with my, with this attached to me, mm-hmm. it doesn't come off as, as an easy an interview as I would imagine, or sure. even to get in the door now. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, the stigma. The stigma. The, the stigma. law determines the stigma, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, again, I'm not going to pretend to know the specifics of everything, but like, <coughs> it is nice to see New York changing in that way. Right. Where yes. it's like, yeah, it's like, because I think a lot of the stuff in New York, or at least whatever, the stuff I'm familiar with is laws put in place to punish people that made it, you know, had it a problem. Um, you know, I live by Rikers, and to see those protests, 
it's yeah let's ask questions as opposed to needlessly uh what's going on over there i mean there's too much to talk about right now but like you know rikers has had issues with like what how is they, that oh sorry rikers island is a prison in new york Whoa. um and they're bad yeah they have not had the best track record with how they treat inmates yeah we had the <coughs> some familiar stuff like that here too yeah and uh, you know again to just sort of go back to what i was talking about before like my experience with all of this um is relatively new and it's but it's also because i'm opening up and like trying to ask the questions and you know like i know that my experience with things is always going to be different than other people's so you know i might as well let people do a thing that's i can't remember if you said it on this podcast or the other one but like <laughs> if you're if you're not hurting anybody right exactly and have we heard anybody this afternoon uh you have yet to beat me up so we're good to go <laughs> right after this podcast <laughs> um yeah cool cool thank you thank you so much this was great uh do you have anything you would like to plug picture uh yeah sure as uh, we just talked about it the whole time like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna name drop some more yeah uh so my name is pat cartelli you can find me on twitter and instagram at pat cartelli um and you can also find my podcast on itunes or wherever you find your podcast it's called uh repeater uh the twitter and instagram are at repeater show uh yeah so subscribe listen i hope you like it and i'm sure yeah it's good it's so oh, fun. thank you yes thank you, and thank you, thank you. um if you see me around la i'm gonna have his card on me so be like i listen to the show and i want one of his cards so you have to yeah. come get me all right later I'd like to thank my guest Pat today and of course I'd like to thank the listeners for tuning in as always you guys are awesome Um, so I have a feature film that I worked on earlier this year that's currently in post-production and the producer slash actor slash writer slash co-director built a website Uh, her name is Olga and she's you can see all of our cast information and and crew information at the website of their own.com of their own like a house of their own (laughs) not to give too much away (laughs) but there's a teaser trailer there too that you can watch and uh, yeah it's really cool and fun and uh, thanks for tuning in again I hope to see you guys or hope to talk to you guys uh, later Bye. Theme music by Ron Halperin. Logo design by James Hasey. This has been a production of LandonCharlesHughes.com. Charles Hughes.com.